Hello, friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the sixth day of December. Yesterday, we did a comparison podcast where we took Mark's version of Peter's mother-in-law being healed and the calling of four disciples, and we compared it to Luke's version of the same stories and showed you how Luke flips the events chronologically, and I gave you some reasons that I think that might have happened. And if you... if if you want more on that, um, I've done some sermons on that in the past. I know that's kind of silly to say uh, that I've done it and then not tell you the title of it. But to be quite honest with you, um, I don't remember. I just know that I've preached it in the last year. <laughs> Let's say it that way. I, I know that I preached that in Chapin, South Carolina, but I can't for the life of me seem to figure out which one it was. I just remember doing the uh, doing that. And I say that because some of the many, many, many people that listen to the DDP listen to everything. And so you probably heard that before as well. And there's some more stuff in depth. If that strikes me over the next few days, where I find it in my notes, I'll tell you the title of that so you can go back. So if that felt familiar is my point. And you know, I think I might have heard that before. You have. Okay, what we did yesterday was read most of the story from Luke 5 in which Jesus calls those four disciples. I want to, but we read it all, but for purposes of these podcasts being easy to find in the future, what we do now is, and we have for the last couple of years, is put the text into the tag so that people can go back and search the podcast through sources like Podbean and Apple by looking at what scriptures are covered that day so they can kind of catch up. But they can also use it as sort of an audio commentary on different passages. So you can go back and see where we were, and then you can we move left to right. So for those purposes, I want there to be a listing for the verses listed, and that means I want to read them and we'll work through it um, in a way that we weren't able to yesterday when we told the whole story. So beginning in Luke 5, 1, so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. So we've got a, a crowd that is pressing Jesus, uh, and this is a Sunday based upon the Sabbath healing that he performed uh, on Peter's mother-in-law. And then there was sunset. He's healed all night long. It's now Sunday and he's he's preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. We Well, we can assume it's the next day. We, we don't know for sure. In any case, the crowd has been pressing Jesus, and Luke's narrative has him pressing Jesus for quite some time. And so to give himself space to breathe, he gets out into a boat and asks Peter, the owner of the boat, to push out. This also serves a dual purpose. Not only does it give Jesus some space from the crowd, but it also uh, serves to amplify his voice and carry it. Because if you speak, if you've ever been on a lake and you hear you can hear things better from a farther distance because sound carries over the water better than it does over land. And so Jesus' voice could project better by speaking from the boat across the water and onto the land. Verse 4, when he stops speaking, so now the sermon has ended, he turns and says to Simon, 
launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And you see that Jesus, in in a way, is sort of rewarding Simon for letting him use his boat. You could say he's paying him. Like, you, you were good to me. You gave me this boat. I'm going to bless you. This is not to be... I don't think this is to be construed with if you do good, you get good, but rather when you create space for Jesus to do what he wants to do, blessings do follow. You create a space for Christ to work in your life, you can expect the hand of God moving in those areas. This is this is why we when we look at the least of these, we see Jesus. We're blessing them as if we're Christ, and we're blessing them as if they are Christ, and we know the hand of God follows his Son. So the launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch is not due to Peter's commitment. God, Christ isn't rewarding Peter because he's a good disciple. He's not even a disciple yet. It's just the second blessing that he's given to Peter, undeserved. He, he, he healed his mother-in-law. Peter hadn't done anything to earn that. Now he's going to bless him with a, a load of fish. And all of these things are preceding Peter's commitment to Jesus. So my point here is that God is not waiting on you to declare yourself a follower of Jesus in order to bless you. But he is looking for you to make space for that blessing. Make space for the goodness of God. And so Simon answered and said, Master, we've toiled all night. We've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. So they've. he doesn't think, as a professional fisherman, he doesn't think this is going to do any good. We fished all night. Letting down the net one more time is not going to do any good. But it's your word. And, and this is a little bit of, you know, I, I think it sounds a little bit like this. Well, you healed my mother-in-law. Um, I like being around you. You seem like a good guy. I'm going to let down the net. And But this act of faith is not... It's, 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 it's not the perfect act of faith we think you need in order to get blessed. It's not like this highly confident thing. I mean, he says, well, we, we've been trying that. We didn't catch anything, but you said it, so I'll do it. And that's the faith he's looking for. You said it, and I'll do it. I mean, I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to think it's the best idea, but you said it, and I'll do it. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. And there's been comparison made, and I've made it, and and it's worth making. I don't know how solid we should put our footing on it, but it's worth saying that in this miracle, they they can't they there's a net breaking load of fish. There's so many fish the net won't hold them. And then in the miracle at the end of John, when Peter throws to the other side and brings the fish in, they do have the capacity to hold it. And the comparison is that without having followed Jesus, there's no capacity to hold the favor of God. But then having followed Jesus, there is capacity to hold it. I I don't know. Um, It is interesting that in one case, the nets break and the other, they don't. In either case, uh, the blessing is the blessing of God. So they signal everyone else to come and help them. And they both they fill both boats so they began to sink. And it seems to me that the favor of God isn't limited to just you. 
it'll bless whatever you're around. We want to get into what this does, and we'll do that in verse 8 tomorrow. See you then. God bless.